welcome to the Money Mindset Podcast, where you will find the inspiration and motivation you need to manage your money better so you can stress less and live the life you want. This is Ashley Patrick with the Money Mindset Podcast and Budgets Made Easy, and today we are talking to Catherine all about how your personality type affects how you handle money. But before we dive in, I do want you to go grab your hope money roadmap, your quick start guide at budgetsmadeeasy.com slash hope. This is where you will start working on your money mindset, creating your financial forecast and your financial blueprints so that you can create your safety net, knock out your debt and start living the life that you want. Today, we are talking to Catherine Treem, who's a personal finance blogger specializing in debt payoff and money mindset and self-awareness via personality types. I'm so happy you are here. We've been talking before this podcast and laughing. I'm so ready to get started talking about our money mindset and our personality types. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. So, um, yeah, just like, as you said, I am a personal finance blogger specializing in, um, personality types, um, um, as it relates to your money. Um, as we all know, money is like literally the thing that makes the world go round. Right. You know how, right. You know how much money someone makes, you know, how you spend it, how people react um, to it. It just matters so much. And I think it's just a crying shame that we don't talk about it more. (laughs) I know. Oh my gosh. So you had me take this personality test, which we're going to talk about here in a minute. And I love personality tests. Like I have a bachelor's degree in psychology. So I've always been intrigued about why people do what they do. And a lot of it, you know, can be segmented into personality types and there's all kinds of different personality tests, but I'm just always amazed at like how accurate it is. I'm like reading it. I'm like, Oh yeah, that is, oh, I totally yes. did that. That is me. That is <laughs> like, there's just so yes. accurate. <laughs> how do they know I do that? <laughs> Right, right. And it's so funny that you said accurate because, okay, so you are an ISTJ and that is one of the things that ISTJs like value the most is accuracy. (laughs) And and we were laughing about this before, podcast listeners, we were like literally dying uh, a few minutes before this podcast started about like her personality type because she kept on saying accuracy. I was like, well, that's obvious based off of the cognitive functions. Like ISTJs would obviously appreciate that the most, right? Yeah. So I, you know, random side note, I just thought that was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> you did, because I, I had to add a word into my little introduction and you were like, yeah, that is so something you would do <laughs> based on your person. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's so funny because we haven't, we, we haven't known each other, but I'm just like, you know, oh. She's an ISTJ, of course. (laughs) (laughs) So there may be some people out there wondering, what the heck are they talking about? Personality types of things. So let's just jump right in since we already started talking about it. Kind of what are some uh, ways that our personality types kind of 
affect how we handle money or think about money or even, you know, we can jump into it later, but we were talking about how your personality types it with uh, spouses and couples and how that affects your relationship and money and everything like that. Oh, yes. So, like maybe that just give us the so version of kind of how our personality fits into how we handle money on an individual basis, and then we'll jump into couples. <laughs> right, sure, sure. So uh, first of all, let me clarify. Um, what, we're, what we're talking about is the Myers-Briggs personality type. Um, and it basically goes into the, diff, uh, the four, four acronyms, like the extrovert versus introvert, sensing versus intuitive, thinking versus feeling. And then the last one is perceiving versus judging. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, and there is, uh, what's called, uh, within the theory, it's called the cognitive function stack. And it literally, uh, if you look at it on, you know, a textbook or something along those lines, it is literally a stack. Like if you just imagine four blocks, um, and it goes from the top to bottom, your level of consciousness. Because you know how some things you could do just some like, like, how do I, how do I say this? So like your least level of consciousness, it, um, so That's like not the for each you. one, for each different category is how like conscious you are of that block. That's correct. Right. And, um, how, how how good you are at it on a oh, natural Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. 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 So, um, I am an ENFP. Um, just imagine basically like you're a zany counselor type that <laughs> pretty much, yeah, which is crazy, right? Or like that's kind of, you know, exactly what I do, like counseling with, <laughs> in relation to, um, money, money behavior. So, I mean, wow, it's kind of crazy how I fell into that. But anyways, <laughs> so, so, um, I have my primary cognitive function is what's called a, um, extroverted intuition, which is basically like thinking and relating different ideas and patterns, right? That is like my natural, um, um, that's what some, some people call their flow state, right? Um, and for you, it would be introverted sensing, right? You're an ISTJ. Uh -huh. So you, you very easily recall, um, specific scenarios, facts. Uh, it, it just blows my mind how you guys can do that because that's, um, our cognitive function stack is actually flipped. So that's my least favorite and least least developed, I guess you could say, would be introvert, introverted sensing. So remembering build due dates, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, oh, things. So since we're relating it to that, right? So build due dates, things of that nature. Um, that is what I, I falter at the most, right? Like directions so and things like directions. Getting oh, yes. If I don't have my budget excel spreadsheet um plastered like literally everywhere i have it on my phone i have it like literally everywhere so i don't forget 
what specific bill due dates are. And like, yeah, where I, I just them. know, like, I just have, like, the same bills are due, and I know, like, when they're due, like, every month. But, <laughs> but for your personality type, you have to have reminders everywhere for you. Oh, yes. Oh, 100%. And because I'm in my, I'm in my 30s now, and I still, like, a lot of my bills haven't changed, you know, like your cell phone bill, that doesn't change, right? But I'm still yeah. just like, is it due on the fifth or is it the first? I can't remember, you know, and it's funny because some of my, some of my other, I have some like local friends here, they're like, Catherine, like, why can't, can't you just get it together? Like, how'd you graduate from college? <laughs> And I'm just like, well, ever since I've learned about this theory, I'm like, well, I have inferior introverted sensing. And based <laughs> off of my personality type, that's actually pretty normal for me. <laughs> I've adjusted for that. So there's that. So for somebody listening, you know, that may not be like me, where you just, I'm like, mm -hmm. well, just write it down and pay at the same time every month. They may be like you, where they have to have constant reminders. Like, so for... For somebody that is your personality type, what are some tips to kind of help keep track of their money and their due dates and things like that? Because, you know, for me, I'm just like, well, just write it down and follow it. But for somebody with your personality type, that's not as easy to do as somebody with my personality type. Do exactly what I did. Just like literally poster it like everywhere and try and think of like the implications of what it could mean for your relationships. Cause that's what um, ENFPs are typically driven off of. Cause you know, uh, the main reason why people have divorces, right. Mm -hmm. Or like issues and stuff like that is because of money issues. And so if you think about it from that perspective, that's a driving force for a lot of people with our personality, with my personality types. We're very much so driven by, um, relationships and, um, thinking about, um, uh, connecting the dots between actions and, you know, what it, what it could imply in the future. And that's very well what, it, you know, can and will imply in the future. Like if you don't get a hold of that, that's what's going to happen in the future. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good because I don't think like that. <laughs> I'm just sitting here thinking, oh, that's not how, that's not how my brain works. So that's really good. <laughs> that's really good advice, you know, to kind of have that other perspective for somebody that is, you know, maybe a little bit more on the emotional side of things. Cause I'm just like, well, just pay, just pay it. Like, what's the problem? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why what's the problem? Like, why are what's, we, what's the problem yeah. here? <laughs> but you know, it's actually really funny. So going a little, digging a little bit deeper. Um, so the cognitive function stack actually can change based off of the different levels of stress, right? Oh, yeah. So I, a couple of years ago, I was actually in some pretty severe, like chronic stress levels um, with, you know, cause I actually went through a divorce myself oh, and um, my job was a little, you know, unstable. And as we all know, work environments can very well shake your yeah. emotional stability yeah you know <laughs> yeah. so yeah so I actually my cognitive function sex actually changed oh wow um, I didn't realize that it could really shift like that it can it can and because you know people like let's say you're in think about a time that you had in your life where you were like severely I'm talking like your whole world was shaken up. So it was funny because I actually turned 
um, basically into an ISTJ. You know, uh, everything had to be meticulously um, planned out. And I'm just like, I am not being myself. Why, why am I like this? Like, my cognitive function sex has actually changed and all this kind of stuff. And digging deeper, like, that's actually another factor that you can take into consideration, which is um, a lot of what I talk about in my ebook that I created, um, The Money Psychology Approach. So if you listeners out there ever interested in that, it's it's a very interesting read and you could apply it so much in your life. It's unreal. We will link to it in yeah. the show notes too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, please just go ahead and take a look at it. Google it. It'll be there in my shop. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's, it's so, it, it, it's literally life-changing how you can, um, if you take this in consideration, um, and apply it to your life. And not, and not only that, your your relationships. Think about the other person's personality type. Like if we want to if we want to kind of ease on into the relationship aspect of it. Like you know, you and I um actually were talking earlier about how like your partner could do something crazy, something crazy that seems to you, right? Like right. let's say let's say let's say your husband was an ENFP right? And it's just like, why can't you, you miss the bill? And now we have a $35 late fee. Are you kidding me? Like, what, how did you, this is your responsibility, you know? But um, if you take in consideration, like that's their natural weaknesses, maybe you guys can adjust, you know, like, okay, well maybe I do this. I handle the bills. Um, I handle like the bill due dates, you know, I, I say, don't go against your personality, you know, go for it. You know, let's, what is everybody's natural strengths? Let them thrive in that area. Right. So right. let's say for, yeah, let's say you're, for instance, your husband is an ENFP, right? So your husband would, uh, ENFP, ENF, ENFPs, we're really good at coming up with creative solutions to problems, whether it be through like a new business idea or um, creative side hustles that you can come up with. Like, let's say you're coming up with a bill, uh, coming up with unexpected expenses and you don't have something in the budget and you don't have an emergency fund. ENFPs are, it's, it's uncanny. Like how much we can think of, um, um, to things make like extra on money. Time. yeah <laughs> to make some extra money like and quick you know and they can actually be like pretty good side hustles too like I actually had um I went through I, I was at a startup and um you know my boss flew in from California to come lay me off you know and oh. It was funny that follow so it was like on a Friday and that following Monday I was already working on my side hustle like That's making money awesome. like that yeah that that day I was like oh well obviously I got to do something I'm gonna be a Lyft driver you know I'm in Austin so I'm gonna be a Lyft driver and you know I didn't have very much money at the time because I had a lot of student loan debt so I'm just like oh well you know we we take you know again with the um, inferior introverted sensing we. I guess that from that perspective, it kind of worked for me because I wasn't thinking too much on like previous experiences, which for me, it would be getting laid off. Like, 
at that point, that following Monday, it was a previous experience for me. I'm like, okay, well, how do we fix this? Like immediately, let's just think of new possible ways to fix this. And within a few weeks, I was making like a thousand dollars a week. It's uncanny. That's awesome. <laughs> so yeah. it really kind of worked out for you. <laughs> yeah, it did. It did. Um, you know, so, so it, there's pros and cons, you know, to that. And if you're not an ENFP or ISTJ, you know, you know, again, going back to the ebook thing, there, there are other ways, um, there are other natural strengths that you may have, um, for any of you that may be listening and you're like, well, I'm not an ISTJ and I'm not an ENFP. I don't know what I am, you know? Yeah. So, uh, you could go to, uh, 16personalities.com and figure out what you are and just kind of go from there. Like, don't, um, yeah, just get to know your natural flow, if you will, or your natural, um, state and, you know, expound on your strengths and try and minimize your weaknesses as much as you can, you know? Yeah. Or even just, you know, balance each other out. So if you know that your strength is the numbers and doing the budget, but your husband's or significant other strengths (laughs) are coming up with ideas to make more money, uh, you know, just try and balance each other out. Like if you know that you can stay on top of the due dates, then that's your responsibility. And then if their strength is, um, something else, then they can do that. Um, I do get a lot of questions about getting your spouse on board. And so I'll have people like in my group, they're like, okay, I've tried to tell my husband I've done the budget, like don't spend any money on this. And yet they still go out and run their debit card. Like even though they have went over everything, they're just not on the same page. So do you have any tips for like maybe trying to start with their personality types and running this personality test and just kind of see where each other is coming from just from their natural tendencies and personalities and then trying to kind of come together on the budget and their, you know, their big money goals or their money mindset, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, um, again, it kind of goes back to what I was saying with the cognitive functions, um, and how it can change based off of like the different, uh, stress levels. Right. Right. So, Let's say, um, you know, your spouse had recently like lost a job or whatever, and they normally are an INTJ, right? So INTJs just imagine like the mad scientist that always comes up with these elaborate plans, you know, that seems to be like they're, you know, they're very meticulous and maybe like creatively come up with these like elaborate plans, things of that nature. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're normally very reserved and very controlled, right? So let's say they recently experienced a job loss. They come up with, um, they start randomly start spending like all this money, right? Mm-hmm. So they actually, their cognitive function stack, which is again, how you process information and make decisions, can turn into what um, that of an ESFP. ESFPs are extroverted sensing, feeling, perceiving. So just imagine like the performer or or like an actress that may be really good at making money, but just like blow it all because they're in the moment and things of that nature. Oh, they can actually yeah. turn into that, right? So if wow. you, you want to, yeah, they can actually turn into that. And 
you know, from a spouse perspective, be like, oh my God, this is not who I married. Mm-hmm. You know, I married. Exactly. Very, yeah, it's very different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is very different and it can change like very quickly. So just uh, taking that in consideration, be like, okay, they are in chronic stress levels. Function stack may have changed. I mean, you don't have to say it. Think about it in such yeah. like, clinical terms. <laughs> but like, okay, they're changing, right? They're going through a different, um, they're going through a stressful time. And so they're thinking about things um, changed very quickly, you know? Um, maybe drinking too much, functions that they INTJs may not normally be into. It can manifest in that way and very quickly. It's wow. absolutely, it's absolutely crazy. Like how that changes. That is, you know? very, yeah, I didn't even realize that that could change So that. I'm just like sitting here trying to process <laughs> that it can change because you think that like, okay, well, this is just how you are, but you know, but you're right. Whenever somebody is under a lot of, of stress, you know, their personality does tend to change. I mean, their, their habits may change. They start not acting like themselves. I mean, Oh my gosh. Especially with, when it comes to money, when you're under like so much stress, I find that people um, don't think through and process what they're doing with their money, whether it's spending or, you know, transferring it to another counter, you know, what make a big purchase out of nowhere, you know, things like that. So that actually makes a lot of sense to me that, you know, when they're under a lot of stress that you just can kind of change your personality and do things that you wouldn't normally do. Yeah. Or for me, it was the exact opposite. I was very meticulous about the, the bill due dates. And like, I was just like, Oh my God, like I have an Excel spreadsheet of all my debts and I've categorized it based off of the interest level. Like it, cause I'm not normally like that right. kind of a person. I, I normally am not, but like at that time I, I was like, everything was organized. Everything had to have like a specific reason for being in in my excel spreadsheet like it was just it was just so crazy like how how that changed you know um and I actually that's what actually made me I guess survive you know what I mean yeah it was how you coped with it Mm -hmm. it was it's how I coped with it Mm mm-hmm Now for, let's back up a minute because I don't think that we really like went into each personality types. Um, So let's uh, talk about that real quick. So my understanding is there's four like main kind of groups, but each, each personality type, like you're like, I'm a ISTJ. And so each, Mm -hmm. the I stands for something, the S, the T, the J, they all stand for something, but there's four like main groups and kind of how, just real quick, like kind of what is each category and kind of like characteristics of each first uh acronym group level it's extroverted versus introversion right so the extroverts tend to have more um uh i guess lively like facial expressions whereas introverts they tend to you know have more conservative facial expressions or uh, be conservative with their facial expressions Right. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Or, you know, and then obviously extroverts tend to want to go out more and do more things and they get energy from being around other people. Whereas introverts, it, they tend to, I've heard a couple of introverts say they suck the soul out of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. So they need to like, so they need to like stay at home for a couple of nights and just regroup and things of that nature. Right. Yes. And so they're sensing, 
So the next group would be sensing versus intuitive. Sensors tend to be um, more in the real, like, day-to-day, like, interactions, right? Like, like, so for you, you, you're an ISTJ, right? You want to know the facts. You want to know how all of that plays out in day-to-day life. Whereas uh, intuitive tends to be more like, what is the potential implications of XYZ information, right? They want to know like more of like the abstract, um, abstract idea of like what's going on. And then you also, random side note, you can tell an intuitive because they tend to talk more in um, euphemisms right? Mm-hmm. They tend, like, like what I just did, right? They tend to talk more in theory and all that kind of stuff, whereas sensors may, not so much. They, they tend to talk more in facts and specific details of like what happened in the past and things of that nature. And then there's thinking versus feeling. Um, feelers tend to um, think, let's say, let's say you're a boss, right? Boss has an employee that doesn't it's not performing level that that's not performing at optimal levels a thinker would be more so inclined to be like okay well what's the effectiveness of this employee versus the um versus the feeler would be like okay well, what's the specifics scenario of like what's going on with this specific person and then the last category would be um perceiving versus judging perceivers tend to want to see how life just kind of plays out, right? <laughs> yeah, like, that's not me. <laughs> yeah, they want to see, like, okay, let's not get bogged down with all this checklist, to-do list. Let's just see how things just kind of play out, right? Yeah. Uh, versus judgers, not necessarily saying they're judgmental people, but because that's what people tend to yeah, immediately think, right. well, I'm not judgmental, you know, <laughs> well, that's not necessarily what that means, but judges tend to want to kind of wrap things up, if you will. Yeah. You know, they're like, what's, what's the bottom line here? What's the exact, you know, that kind of thing. That's what those four like acronyms stand for. And just like a general overview of like what that actually means. Awesome. Thank you so much. I know it's, yeah. <laughs> people are probably like, what the heck are they talking about? So I am, yeah. and oh my gosh, now I forgot what it's, I am an ISTJ. So I'm an introvert. I'm very much an introvert. Like I have to force myself to be kind of an extrovert. Like with my previous job, I was a detective. And so like I had to talk to just random people and it's very, very outside of my comfort zone. But so I've learned how to like kind of cope with it, but I definitely need my alone time. (laughs) Like right, right. But you know what? Detectives but I would imagine you would be very good at that job because detectives, they have a lot of details that they have to take in consideration and remember. You know, so I'd imagine that would be a very good career path for an ISTJ. And it's a lot of facts. Like I can only deal with the facts. Like I can't deal with how you feel. Like I have to deal with facts and what I can prove in court. So yes, I definitely can see that being a strength. Um, So I could see like an extroverted um, 
now I forgot what they all stand for, but at ESTJ, I guess is what you could, would probably do really well too. Like being able to just talk to people and things like that, but then also deal with the facts and the numbers and, you know, that kind of stuff as well. Yes. Yes. They um, tend to make for excellent military leaders as well um, oh, because yeah. you have to, uh, people in the military and you could tell the ESTJs cause they can take uh, their primary cognitive function is to um, is extroverted thinking which is organizing your environment so oh. ENTJs and ESTJs uh, they lead with that cognitive function um, so if you think of like the Donald Trump's of the world um, if, if you don't like Donald Trump I'm sorry but like that's like the first that's like the first um, you know don't shut it off yet. we're getting there no <laughs> Yeah, aside from what you think about him personally, but he does lead with extroverted thinking. Like, he is immediately just like, how do I take control of the situation? Yeah, right. Like, that is that is what, you know, he does. And a lot of EN and ESTJs tend to do that, um, which, you know, it has its pros and weaknesses, right? Like, you know, sounds like they we tend all to be. Do, really, especially when it comes to money, like it sounds like there are strengths and weaknesses with each personality type. And I think that mm -hmm. um, now correct me if I'm wrong, but kind of like your focus is figuring out your personality types, your strengths and weaknesses around money, and maybe kind of, um, using your strengths and your weaknesses to manage your money better. Is that kind of like what you help people with? Yes. Yes. Um, and then how to, uh, not only that, but just how to um, relate that to a person's uh, spouse or a significant other, or like if they're thinking about getting married, but they're kind of hesitant because they're like, oh, this person does this crazy things with money. Um, yeah, I would definitely yeah. be the person to be like, hey, you know what? Let's think, let's talk about that. Yeah, let's especially like before you get married, if you were to do one of these personality tests and really get ahead of the game, like know what each other's strengths and weaknesses are, especially when it comes to money, because that's a huge factor in divorce. And if you are already like oh, ahead yes. of the game in that, I mean, that could really set you up for a life of success for finances and your marriage, you know, like that could be oh, really yes. awesome. Yeah, I wish I would have known about this because I think it could have saved me not only from a money perspective, from a career perspective, and just, it just this one little test can affect your life in so many different ways. And now, not just taking the test, but actually applying it in your life. Right. You know I mean? <laughs> and yeah. what I really liked about this test, the 16personalities.com is where I took it and we can, we'll link to it in the show notes, but it like gives you a summary. Like it says, strengths and weaknesses, romantic relationships, friendships, parenthood, career paths, workplace habits. So it gives you a little summary of like your strengths and weaknesses. And really, I mean, I was reading some of these. I'm like, oh my gosh, that is me. Like it just is like, how does it know that I do that? Very well-developed theory oh, that can just change your life. And it sounds so crazy to say just from like a couple of little letters. It's so amazing. I I really hope, like, for anyone that's listening right now, like, please just take the time to um, take, it, it's just 20 minutes out of your day, and just really research about yourself, um, because 
because it could be a major game changer for you and your family or future family or, you know, whatever's going on with you at the, um, at that particular time. Um, it, it did wonders for my life and a little scary because of, you know, like Ashley said, a little, cause it's so accurate. Give me just a couple last words of wisdom. Uh, any like quick wins, quick tips that somebody can do that they're wanting to change their mindset. Um, you know, just be more aware of, uh, their, you know, their personality and how they handle money. Any last words of wisdom? Take into consideration you or your spouse's cognitive function stack. Um, you know, we did talk about that um, because it's a huge factor in how you process information and make decisions. Um, so just recognizing the different levels of consciousness that a person has can be a huge factor in how you need to proceed with your life. So whether it be from like who manages the bills, who's coming up with the creative solutions or things of that nature. So yes. Awesome. Now I always yeah. like to ask people uh, about their favorite nonfiction book. So, you know, we're uh, all about improving our mindset and our lifestyle and everything here. So I like to read a lot of nonfiction books. Do you have a favorite or maybe more than one? Uh, yes, 100%. It is Do It Scared by Ruth Sukup. I am a major fan, fangirl. 100%. I love her podcast. And you know what? I tried to read her book on uh, Hoopla and I tried because it's free through my library. And I tried to read that book like three times. It would never load. So I guess I'm going to have to just go buy it because apparently I can't read it for free. I think, oh, actually, yes. I think the audio book might have been on there the last time I checked and I think I forgot. I hadn't actually listened to the audio book. But yes, I love Ruth. So tell me, so what about this book? Because I know there's like uh, personality types. This book is about personality yes. types. So tell us really quickly about this book. <laughs> so I am the, I am a procrastinator, like 100%. I'm a rule follower. I know. I, I just like, I, I believe it. <laughs> I am such a rule I follower. Believe it. You know what? We were at a soccer game this morning, my kid's first soccer game. And somebody, somebody brought a dog and there's signs everywhere. The email said no dogs and there's a dog. And I'm like, they're not supposed to have a dog here. And my husband's like, <laughs> like, just let it go. And I'm like, the sign says there's no dogs. Like, why do they have a dog? Why do people think they can just do whatever they want? <laughs> See, I would have never even, I never would have even realized it. I'd be like, oh, that's a cute dog. Oh, that's kind of nice. No, that's like, and I'm sure they probably never even noticed the signs. They may not have got the email, but I'm like, the rules are the rules. They're not supposed to have a dog here. Oh, uh, that is so funny. Another example of how accurate this stuff is. Another example. I know. It's so funny. And I'm like, you're right. I don't know why I care. Just let it go. And then I did. I was over it. Uh, well, I mean, but there's, uh, there's, bare, there's pros to that, you know, because if there were no rules in society, we'd all live in chaos. Well, you know what I mean? That is true. That is true. <laughs> Uh, oh, so but, yes, the, 
book, it breaks it down into what, four, was it four personalities? Because like I said, I haven't actually read it, but I've listened to her podcast and stuff, so I kind of have like a general idea about it, but. Yes, so she does, it's not, um, it's not in relation to Myers-Briggs. I'm not, I can't remember how she, again, with introverted sensing, inferior introverted sensing, <laughs> I can't remember all the, I know there's one that was a rule follower, there's a procrastinator, there was a like perfectionist and whatnot, but I remember how accurate it was for me like how I kind of put things off because I don't want things to be messed up because I'm like oh well I don't want to like screw this up so yeah it was it was crazy to me like why I did what I why I've procrastinated the way that I've procrastinated do it scared and move forward you know just do it (laughs) yeah so I, I I loved that about her she um, I could just imagine, I've never met the woman a day in my life, but I could just imagine her be like, okay, so why didn't you finish that blog post? <laughs> yeah, like, I'm exactly. going to do it. Let's do this, you know? Yeah, because I think she's talked about, she is a oh, rebel. That's what it was. She's a rebel. So the rules don't apply to them. And Rules are for uh, suckers. Yeah. Yes, rules are for <laughs> suckers. So that's what she is. So that that's right. That was the other one. Uh, last thing, where can people find you? Go to katherinedream.com and then you could go to my shop and then uh, look for uh, the money psychology approach. Awesome. And do you have any good freebies that they can go and download? My main, my main page and it's my, um, on my money vault, I guess you could say. So it's all my, um, best resources for, um, how to save and make money. Awesome. You know, whether it be, yes, um, and obviously in a creative way, of course, whether it be through starting a blog or, you know, getting a dri- driving side hustle on or something along those lines that you can make money and make money fairly quickly. Oh, awesome. We'll um, have to do another episode on that because, you know, we can talk all day. So we'll have to schedule, <laughs> we'll have yes! to schedule another episode and talk about all about side hustles. That sounds awesome. Oh, yes. I am like the queen of side hustles. I've sometimes I've made up to like $3,000 a month with my side hustles. It's crazy. That is crazy. That is crazy. Yes. We need to talk about that soon. Okay. So where, where can they find you on social media? What's your favorite? Oh, yes. Um, my favorite is Instagram. I am always, again, being an ENFP, I am all for, um, coming up with creative solutions and Instagram seems to have like all these awesome things to say so that you could just kind of get your day jump started. Um, I'm really big into like Instagram stories. So yeah, follow me there and yeah, we'll go from there. (laughs) Awesome. Yes. I've just started like in the last maybe month, like really tried to focus on Instagram. I'm really liking it. Like I never even used it for personal use. Like I just always used Facebook, but now that I'm getting, and I love the stories, just like you said, like I get to just do quick little videos and things like that. So yes, come follow Catherine on, um, Instagram and I'm sure you have Facebook and everything also, uh, is it all the same oh, yeah. user? Um, yeah, mm-hmm. at- it's all the same at Catherine Dream. <laughs> 
Yes. Okay. And then, uh, and then my website is katherinetream.com. Yeah, and I'll link to everything in the show notes, of course. Be sure to go check out Catherine on social media and her website. And then don't forget to go grab your Hope Money Roadmap at budgetsmadeeasy.com slash hope so you can get started on paying off debt, saving money, and living the life that you really want. I will see you in the next episode.